It's time to step up to the mic and give it all you got right here on Karaoke Big E. I'm your host, Big E, and it's just me and my best friend, Jason, by ourselves tonight. He's everybody's best friend, has no best friend. (laughs) I walk alone. Jason, the black magnet. Yeah. Is in the house. Thank you for having me. The uh, for, the poem. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. The the poem footprints is about me, except it was always just one one set of footprints. <laughs> yeah, just one set. That's it. I'm everyone's best friend, but I but I walk alone. <laughs> but I walk alone. <laughs> I walk along these streets. The only streets that I have ever known. Known Boulevard of Dreams. What have you been doing the last? Couple of weeks. Um, weather's getting better. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, the squirrels are back. Oh, they're back in their house. I well, they don't really ever. I don't think they use the house. The, uh, so yeah, they last, still use your w- window sill. Yeah, last year they said don't come to work anymore. Everyone's going to get COVID nineteen. So mm-hmm. I stopped going to work, and I sit at my counter and I just look out my window, and there's a little ledge, and I notice a lot of squirrels running around outside. It's like I would like to see a squirrel closer. So I put some peanuts on my uh, windowsill. I even built this little ladder for them to go up to my windowsill. And now they're like eight inches from my face, and they can't see through the window because it's like a reflection because it's light outside. Mm-hmm. But they're back. They they were they were around a little bit during the winter, but now they're back and up against my window. And I tell you, squirrels are gross. They're like they are disgusting. <laughs> they sh- they shit all over the place. Oh, if they're I mean it's little pellets. Like it looks like mm-hmm. small like a size of a uh, what's the thing in the. Um, like Italian food capers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like the size, of like brown, squishy, smelly capers. Ooh. And I was like, uh, why would you? I mean, you literally live. You live outside. You can shit anywhere you want. But you're why, gonna shit where you eat. Directly, like inches from where you eat. I don't get. I've never done that. Disgusting. I flush all my shit down the toilet. How gross. Uh, speaking of uh, my my mother in law has been feeding the same squirrels outside her house for years. Where do, where does she live? She lives over in the south end of Pekin. Okay, and um, they are they're they'll they have no qualms coming right up to you. Once yeah. they get used to you, they'll come right up to you. I try to be like I move slowly, and I'll throw peanuts. Some are some will come closer to me than others, but I I've never gotten to the point where I can just hand them a peanut. I would love to get to that point, and then like just just tempt rabies. Just you know, play with play with. I may I may get rabies right now. May get rabies. They shoot you shoot you in your stomach. You're not. Oh God, is that true? Still, I don't know. When, when, it, when you're young, they're like, if you get rabies, it's it's thirty it's 30- shots yeah, it's, directly in your stomach. You're like, Christ Almighty, that sounds thirty horrible. shots straight to the gut. Oh God. You're like shot to my gut, huh. and I'm in pain. Oh. Them squirrels gave feeding them a bad name, and you're foaming at the mouth. Oh, I, I don't know. You, um, you're Next not a you know you got fucking Cujo. That's no good. Trapping you in a car. Yeah, for for forty minutes of the movie. It's ridiculous. <laughs> this whole movie's nuts. You uh, but you're not a hunter, right? No. Do you have any kind of? Do you have any interaction with wildlife? I know you have a little dog, but that's a domesticated animal. Do you have any interaction with with uh, feral? Yeah, we have squirrel. We uh, but Blake built us one of them squirrel picnic tables. Mm. Yeah, and how is that going? Cool. 
They eat apples. You know they'll eat a fucking whole apple. I've I've tried different food stuffs out there. I'll have to try an apple. Yeah, we'll sit. She'll put an apple on that screw on top there, and they'll yeah. they'll run off with it. Usually, I put I would do that with uh, corn cobs. I think a lot of people yeah. that's the most popular yeah. thing. But I would I want to try an apple now. That's good because it's funny. I give them whole peanuts in the shell. And it's funny to see them like put the whole peanut in their mouth. They look like a total goober with like a yeah. huge peanut. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, the first thing we ever put on there is out at um, oh uh, Tractor Supply. They got this uh, thing. It looks like a candle. Okay. But it's just cornmeal pressed together. Oh, yeah. And you just stick it on there. Yeah. It takes them a while to, eat, to get through that whole Gnaw thing. through that shit. Yeah. But the, the, I don't like the corn thing because they don't consume it half of it goes on the ground or on the table yeah i pick up a lot of corn cobs sometimes they'll i think raccoons come by and take them off the nail i'm sure they do and they'll eat them and just like throw them on the ground yeah bing's is close to the woods like you're you're up against woods but you're not but there's like more well you know what it's probably the same situation because i'm butted up against the woods Mm -hmm. and then there's a gully that goes so i get i get deer in my backyard have no idea how they get back there Uh, yeah i get deer in my backyard i've had wild turkeys back there never see yeah and then um, there's wild turkeys in um north peak and like the further north in town but they're never like in our part of yeah i've had them right in my backyard wow and then um i know there's coyotes around but i've never i rarely see coyotes there's coyotes now they'll they'll go uh the coyotes will go running across the golf course at night mm. and making causing a ruckus. Sure. So everybody's always like, "Keep your dogs inside." I don't know about you're not on Facebook, and I I know you are, but you only use it for marketplace. Marketplace. Right, right. Um, but like, I don't know. Like your neighborhood probably has a community group on there. If you were on there, probably so. My neighborhood does have one. Jesus Christ. They're just crying about the coyotes all the time. Coyotes and fucking every time there's a fucking noise, like a what boom. was that noise? Anyone hear that noise yep. last night? Hundred percent. Eight fifteen, eight sixteen p.m. Somewhere yeah. right there. Loud boom. Loud. What was that boom? What was that loud boom? <laughs> I'm like, I never hear the loud boom until know. one day I was out, and it's a they're fucking train cars hitting together. You live, you live in a nice neighborhood, yeah. yeah. There's yeah, but like a quarter mile uh, away west of you is the train. It, yes, of course, is the train tracks right or butt up against the river. Here, here's my guess: ninety. 99% of the loud booms are that fucking train. 99% of them are the trains fucking connecting. Yes, of course it is. Uh, but that's that's kind of what uh, the nice weather means to me. It means all my woodland creature friends are, are coming out of hibernation. And it's time for garage sales. Nice. Uh, and what it means for me is, is that I'm being proactive on... Getting this pool open and pro- proactively, your skin looks great. By the way, yes, I'm always using proactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm jumping, trying to get ahead of the game, so I'm opening my pool and getting everything started circulating. I want to have it open the second week of April, even though we're not going to swim in it. This is your. This will be your second year with the pool, right, or third? Second. Okay. What we only had actually two or three months with it the first time. Now, are, this are you time, working with Blake all the time on how to do things, how to perfect? The chemical levels. Uh-uh. Are, no, you're not working with. Blake I talked to him a little bit. I tried his uh, one of his chemical things. It didn't really work. It didn't do what I needed it to do. I'll tell you what. The one thing that I've found so far that fixes anything with a pool, yeah, is uh, this fucking acid that you go buy from Menards. It's a like four dollars for a gallon of it. And, uh, just how, dump that shit in there. You just it pour it in there it by the gallons, and yeah. it it fixes literally everything. Wow. It gets your pH levels back and gets your water clear and blah, blah, blah. I didn't have, once I finally got my uh, everything under control, I was like, um, I have a 
mineral system that you that runs through and the chlor it's a chlorinator as well. Most people just throw their chlorine in like the pool in a <clears throat> in a floaty thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen and those. Uh, do that, or they'll put it somewhere else. Well, this you just stick like three hockey pucks in there, and it's supposed to last. Like, uh, fuck. You're supposed to check it every week, and then most of the time I would be burning through and I'd be putting them in there. But by the time I finally got everything figured out, everything tuned in, I still had a hockey puck left over from last year. So, well, are you, are you excited for the pool this year? Yeah, we got the deck in this year, so now we well, I don't have to worry about hurting myself getting in and out of it. So it's already built. The yeah, deck. We got the de- okay. deck built last last fall. Okay. That was one of their last jobs that they did before they shut everything down for the winter. Good thing I did because the price of wood oh, it has gone is twenty percent higher Ugh, good Lord. than what it was. So anything that you would have had built last year is twenty percent higher this year. That sucks. Well, uh, so like these people that have already quoted jobs, yeah. that have to get into uh, jobs this year, they are already losing money which they're going to have to start charging people even more more this year to make up for what they lost out on what what a kick in the nuts so yeah we got the pool got the deck last year and then you're ready to roll man this year um i got a shed coming one of them build on site sheds the wood ones he's coming they're going to remove our old ugly tin shed that's rusted yeah tin roof right tin roof it is rusted yeah big time you ever have you ever have love in that shack? Never chance I get. No, now is that one one on one or is one just, on just, one just yourself? Loving. Yeah, <laughs> go uh, on jack off in the rest. Hey, shed. <laughs> we're getting this shed. It's gonna have a. I'll beat off anywhere. I don't care. I don't care. It's gonna be like the one we have now is like a ten by eight. We're getting a ten by twelve. Gonna have it's gonna open from the side. Have two windows. Yeah. It's gonna have a loft in it and all kinds of shit. Ramp, ridge loft. Van. Yep, wow. a loft so you can. Eight foot walls. It's gonna be a nice, nice little outbuilding. Sounds like it. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a tiny garage, and I've organized it like so completely and tightly that my my uh, little Toyota Corolla fits in the garage, mm-hmm. and then it's great because it is a it's a tiny one stall. But I got a lot of shit in there, a lot of great tools, a lot of uh, good machinery, lawn stuff. But it, but the car still fits in there perfectly. I have zero plans to build like another shed on my property because you know a lot of people have a garage and like a shed or two. I don't want that. I, the, for me, it's the the less responsibility, the better. The only reason why the shed's even coming is for the pool. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a boatload of stuff you have to yeah. have for the pool. So that makes sense. So it's basically going to be just a place to store all the pool shit. Warm weather, animals, garage sales, pool. Anything else you looking forward to? Anything else is happening for you? Half nude dudes. No, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something for me. And I, I do another program with uh, Engineer Blake that's on the show sometimes. And on that uh, show, Couch Pilots, I have talked before about uh, daylight savings time. Yeah. And we're recording this on Sunday. Now, yeah. I, I always get confused because I hate it, and it makes me very angry. But it was was uh, Sunday morning at 2 a.m. Was that the end of daylight savings time, or was it the beginning of? Do you know? Don't know. It, it, it's Whatever it is, it's the good one. It's the one that says... The sun's not going down at 4 p.m. anymore. It's going down at 7 p.m. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I hate daylight savings time. I just make it later. Make it all. Make the sun go down later. They were supposed to abolish it. Like it was supposed to not be a thing around here. And it, it, what? And what? Why did they do daylight savings time? It's before for farmers. Yes. And how many people are like? 
if you have a, mil- they, a million people, how many of those million people are farmers? Not many. It's and like the ones that are yeah. have figured out a way to do it at night with lights so it's not so of fucking course, hot of to do their job. Who is so they don't care about daylight savings time anymore? Big daylight savings out there is uh, you know, they got lobbyists, they've got um investors, people dumping money. Who's making money on daylight saving? I tell you what, people are losing money. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh depression. quick question. Yes. Um question me. You sent me a link. Carafun has a version of this. I don't want that one. You didn't like the Carafun no. version of it? No. Okay, so you like the, this uh, blue version. I gave that to you for a reason. Yeah, I, I yeah. look them up, and I find the best ones that I can. Because sometimes Carafun, it'll uh, be like a real watered-down version like of the music. Mm-hmm. That that blue link I said to you, classically blue, it is, right, uh, it's a better right. link. All version. right, cool. Uh, do you like my new glasses? Yeah, I noticed them immediately when I was talking to you upstairs. They are. Did, did you have another pair of new glasses? Yeah, well, shit, I get them online, so they're fucking cheap. I, I like these. These were forty bucks. Yeah, they're cool. What, what brand are they? Uh, they're it's from a uh, the I need to get a sponsor from the fucking these as much as I buy. Um, it's from another online company called Zelu. Okay, Z E E L something L O. Did uh, you go to their site and like you put your face on the website and then you put because you know you can do that and you can put the different frames so on your dumb head because you never get dumb. a real fucking this you get dumb. a never get a these are actually my tri these are my trifocal. So my third, do you like how they look? I think I'm getting used to them. I feel like I look like you remember the uh, remember the uh, non animated Fred Flintstone movie? Yeah, yeah, in the in the, the boss? 90s with uh, the bald boss. Oh, um, with the glasses, kind of. These kind of remind me this like is the John Goodman movie with yeah, uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, these kind of remind me of fucking uh, if I was the boss on uh, uh, Fred Flintstone at the quarry. <laughs> Mr. Slate, Mr. Right? Slate, okay. With the say, they kind of remember who the actor was. Um, I can kind of, I, yeah, I do kind of remember the big glasses. Yeah. I wanted to get like, I wanted to get as close to Harry Carey as I could, but the, I think even, I think Harry Carey's were even bigger than these motherfuckers. Oh yeah, he was walking around with a couple of window panes. Yeah. Man. Uh, so yeah, Z Lules where I get, these were forty bucks. They are only single vision though. I'm, these are actually for work. Okay. So because and I I brought them tight because it's for this distance here. To the computer, yeah, and they got a blue blocker in there, so it's supposed to keep my eyes from fucking fucking up so bad. Is that anything I, to do with like the blue lights they say when you're trying to sleep at night? Uh, you know, they say sometimes if you if you have like a light on in your room, a certain color light can jack up your sleep. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. No, we don't have to get into it. Then. That's I fine. guess the blue lights that are emitted off your uh, computer screens and phone screens too. That's what these glasses. It's are. harmful. To supposed your eyes. to be. I don't guess it's all shit. It's all fucking shit. You know what I heard recently? I heard um, they said, hey, cavemen, cavemen had pretty straight teeth. And I was like, well, what's that? Mean? He's like, well, they chewed on everything like a fucking dog, right? So something about the natural um, like want to chew on shit. You know, like when a lady's on her period, she's mm-hmm. like, I want to, I want to ingest iron because I'm bleeding so much. Give, mm-hmm. give me something with that's iron rich. The cavemen were like, let me chew on a bunch of like fucking vines and shit. And their teeth apparently were straighter. That cavemen were dying of cancer. We're making all this processed shit, all these waves. It's fucking us up. Agreed. Blue blockers. Blue blockers. The greatest invention of all time. Um, are you setting up some music over there? Yes, I am. Okay, um, I got yours in the queue, and then I want to go find the one. Oh, sure. Which to. which one? Um, the addicted to my love. Oh, that's by Robert Palmer. Yeah. <clears throat> I was when I was younger. I thought Robert Palmer was part of um, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. He was not. That's a different Palmer. That is definitely a different Palmer. 
There's got to be a masturbation joke in there with the word Palmer, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm a like Harold Palmer, you know, Richard Palmer. You know what other song was his? What, who? Uh, Robert Palmer? I, this is the one I'm going to sing. All right, you already told me. Doctor, doctor. That's him? Get, yeah. Doctor, doctor. Give me the news. I got a bad case. So you'll hear it. That's the one. It's um, it's amazing how many hits he had. And I, I this is the only one I can think of off the top of my head. So if pressed, this is the only one I can think of. But should I give some information yes, about Addicted to Love? It's um, it's a song by English rock singer Robert Palmer released in 1986. And here's the thing. If you hear the uh, Robert Palmer sing Addicted to Love, mm-hmm. you're like, um, he's a white guy. Yes. And um, the way he's singing, I don't hear an English accent. Something happens when English people sing, it sounds like their accent goes away, right? Yeah. You yeah, it's, isn't that weird? It is very bizarre. And I remember the first time How I bizarre, heard... How bizarre, very bizarre. Yeah. Like OMG bizarre. I would say Green Day, the first time I heard them, I uh, like I was like basket Thought case. they were British. I thought they were British. That's exactly right. Because I was like, how is that guy singing with an accent? But fucking Elton John sounds like he's born in Minnesota, you know, but he's an Englishman. Anyway. Got a story about Elton John. Oh, let's hear it real quick. Uh, my boss... Your boss is Elton John? No, no, no. My boss, I do the same thing at work that I do on here. So, like, I I listen to 70s light rock at work. That's what I have going through our pan, our Pandora. Like, you personally chose that? I do it. Everybody loves it. Everybody okay. that comes in, it's favorite. They're like, who chose this music? I always say me. I say the boss hates it because my boss is into indie rock, like, fucking... Like Velveteer or I don't fucking name. Well, it, he can't. I mean, you you know, in a work environment, you know, to to uh, satiate most people, you got to have some version of light rock, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. So my we listen to seventies light rock all day long. Yeah, as much as I can till he, uh, you know, goes over there and turns on his fucking I don't know fucking MGMT or whatever the fuck it is. Bullshit. Sure. And uh I don't mind indie rock, but yes, I, I understand what you're saying. And uh so anyways, he goes, he I always sing dirty versions of songs, right? <laughs> so You're of course the the homophobe not homophobe, but uh, like uh I would say homoerotic weird al is what yes, you are. Yes. So uh I don't know, it's when I first started working. And then um Elton John's don't let your don't let the sun go down on me yet. Yeah, that's that's a that's an easy target. Comes on and I, <laughs> I'm getting the chorus and I'm like, "Don't let your sun go down on me yet." And I said, "See how easily a song can be changed by just a couple of words." And then you got some commission. Yeah, and then he said, "He goes, I was at home the other night, and my wife, his wife, had been singing like two days in a row." Mm-hmm. Don't let don't let your don't let the sun go down on me, mm-hmm. and he's in it every time he's like now it's in his head it's in his head so he's <laughs> singing my version of it at home going don't let your sun go down on me now yeah. or whatever so and his yeah. wife's like uh, I would like to have a divorce <laughs> but yeah that's my uh, that's my uh, little story yeah. Story could have saved that for Tales from Retail, but English we'll some English men, well, I mean, you could play the. It, you, know, you don't have, do you have the intro saved on like a soundboard yet? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, do you do? Yeah. Oh, great. Only thing I don't have saved is I need to get Kevin to Kevin. If you're going to listen to this, break me out, uh, cut me out a part of the Rocky theme song, so I don't have to go <laughs> looking for it on YouTube all day. Uh, let's see here. So that song "Addicted to Love" by Robert Palmer is the third song on Palmer's 1985 album Riptide. 
and was released as its second single. The single version is a shorter edit of the full-length album version. The song entered the Billboard Hot 100 chart the week ending um, February 8th, 1986. The song ended up topping the Billboard Hot 100 as well as the Billboard Top Rock Tracks chart. It was uh, one of the last 45 RPM singles to receive a million-selling gold certification. So kind of um, the heyday of cassettes, Uh just starting to dip your toes into CDs. And the 45s were considered kind of a a relic of the past, Mm -hmm. Uh, um, a fading trend, even though today I think vinyl sells top cassettes and CDs easily. Easily. Even though Um, I'm not a fan of of vinyl. I don't like the hissing and scratching of anything. Oh, you talk about Elton John. I got a story about vinyl here in a second. Um, let's see here. It also reached number one in Australia and, and number five on the UK singles chart. Addicted to Love became Palmer's signature song, thanks to in part to a popular video featuring high fashion models. We'll talk Slutty about Slutty Girls. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But I had mentioned vinyl. I just bought a massive uh, all wood mid century modern. Um, uh, console mm-hmm. with a turntable. Yes, in it. yes. Did I show you a picture of that? Yeah, you asked if we. You asked if we. You, you asked us if you should pull the trigger, and we all said yes. What do you think about that? I had one when I was a, a child. Yeah. Um. I. I. I, I have a. What is that word? Uh, a fondness. A, a fondness for it. A, a good memory of yes. nostalgia. For a nostalgia. It. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's. And it's it, awesome when they still work. Well, here, here's my thought process on it. First of all, it's it's a beautiful piece, just aesthetically. I my a lot of my stuff in my uh, my house is mid century. I love that that style. So it's like it fit with my house perfectly. The same wood tone. It's the console itself was in good condition. Mm-hmm. Um, just a beautiful piece. It was thirty five dollars. Mm-hmm. You will never in your life get that price again. Originally, probably four hundred easily, and in today's money, that equals like four thousand. It doesn't work perfectly, and I'm having trouble. I've talked to a few uh, local experts that, that sell and deal in vinyl a lot because you know they're plugged into that scene. I said, "Who locally can repair shit or anything?" And they're like, "There's no one locally." So I'm I'm, I'm a little. Bit, I've only had it for a week, and I'm at a little bit of a stalemate. But I, I've, I, w- I think I would love to get the guts ripped out and, and uh, put in some new guts. I want to get a radio. I want to get a turntable. And I would love to do like a Bluetooth thing where I get my phone and my TV linked up with this shit. I think that'd be badass, don't so, you? So you're saying currently it does not spin a record? It does, but I think it's warped because when I, I would spun a record in, it was like about a half second every other turn or so, it would dip out. Like it wouldn't touch the needle. Ah. It would lose contact. So there are things that are working but just I want it. Are the radio internals working? It did at the sale, but when I got it home, it wouldn't pick it, up a it, channel. It wouldn't go at home, but uh, I heard it playing at the sale. So, for nothing else, thirty five dollars for this nice beautiful piece. piece. Oh, God. So anyway, that's that's my that's my story about. Well, vinyl. I'm gonna hand this over to you. Well, let's let's roll. Uh, do you want to talk about the music video after the song? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We we have we have to address yes. the music video from Addicted to Love. It's too uh, synonymous with the song to to not talk about it. All right. So why don't you step up to the mic and give me a little addicted to love?
But the lights are on But you're not home In your mind It's not your own Your heart sweats Your body shakes Another kiss Here's what it takes You can't sleep alone You can't eat There's no doubt You're in deep Your throat is tight You can't breathe Another kiss Is all you need Oh, you like to think You're immune to the stuff Oh yeah It's close to the truth to say Can't get enough, you know You're gonna have to face it You're addicted to love You see the signs You can't read You're running at A different speed Your heart beats In double time Another kiss And you'll be mine A one-track mine You can't be saved Oblivion is all you crave If there's some left for you You don't mind if you do You like to think that you're immune to the stuff Oh yeah It's closer to the truth to say Can't get enough, you know you're gonna have to face it You're addicted to love Might as well face it, you're addicted to love Might as well face it, you're addicted to love Might as well face it, you're addicted to love You might as well face it, you're addicted to love Might as well face it, you're addicted to love Social Huh? The effects are pretty good on that, huh? Alright, one for a hundred, that's pretty good And you'll be mine, oh, and you like to think that you're immune to the stuff, so, oh yeah. It's closer to the truth to say, can't get enough, you know you're gonna have to face it, you're addicted to love. Might as well face it, you're addicted to love. Might as well face it, you're addicted to love. Might as well face it, you're addicted to love Might as well face it, you're addicted to love Might as well face it, you're addicted to love Might as well face it, you're addicted to love Might as well face it, you're addicted to love How about that? That? Not bad. I think I found our... Uh... You found the right setting. Hold on, I got you covered here on this cord. Um, okay, so 1986, MTV is four to five years old, mm-hmm. and they're in full gear. There's nothing else. I mean, TV is not a new medium, but cable is new-ish, and MTV is on the vanguard with music and music videos, 
and they're in full swing. And everybody wants their MTV. I know I want my MTV. Robert Palmer's video for this, like videos were, were I don't want to say they were an afterthought, but they were such a low budget thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, yeah, okay, just give them like five thousand bucks and you know, go in the streets of New York and just walk around. Right. What do you remember about this video? Hot girls, dude. Hot, long legged, hair pulled back, mm-hmm. black dress, the dance, the dance, the dance was eight that was everything the eighties was was that dance. These were and the sidestep. Yeah. So okay, so all the girls look the same. I think there's a girl on keyboard, there's a girl mm-hmm. on bass, uh-huh. there's two guitars, uh-huh. and a girl on drums. Yes. And they all look the same. They're all like thin white girls, like just like white pulled, you know, very fair skin, shiny, shiny, uh, super gloss red lipstick, short black miniskirt, and they are they are all kind of doing this little dance. Robert Palmer, if you're at home on your couch, you are being eye fucked. By Robert Palmer. Yeah. But these girls are not looking at the camera. They don't care. They, these girls look have such a blank expression on their face. They're just like like they're fucking coked up, like as the time is. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, they look so cool. They're not looking at the camera. They're swaying back and forth. This is a Hallmark video for MTV. If, if you're not familiar with this, listening at home, check out. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Yeah. It's got like 100 million views. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. It, it's, it's so synonymous to Addicted me with the song. to love. Robert yes. Palmer, check the video out. Yes. It is a classic. If you're my age, it's right there. 80, what year was, did you say it came out? Um, I think the album, 85. 85 the song was baby. released early you were, 86. You were 12. You were 12. You were 12. Almost 13. I personally was like you're, four or five years old. You, um, you had a me- Meta Milk Bonnier. Oh, you're watching these broads. You know, you're, yeah. you're like, it's like, how long is Addicted to Love? Yeah. It's like, it's three and a half minutes. I have three and a half minutes to jerk off while this yeah. is on TV. Um, Robert Palmer, I don't know his age, but sadly died in the early aughts. I think like 2002, 2003. I think you're right. Yes. Maybe 2000, yeah, 2002 to 2005, somewhere in there. Sadly passed away. I, I, while researching for the song, I came across a live video from New York in '97 where he is playing with, uh, you know, Bruce Springsteen. What's the name of his band? The E Street Band. He's playing with Max Weinberg and the E Street Band. I thought that was pretty badass. He was playing some live show in New York, and he looked great in 1997. But sadly, no longer with us. But goddamn, if he didn't leave a, a legacy of uh, of good, great pop music from 100%. the '80s. Hundred percent. I gotta look something so, up real quick. That'll be fine. Um, uh, so you, you were talking about maybe keeping in the theme of Robert Palmer, yes. which what, would you would you consider him pop music, like British pop music? Yes, a hundred percent. This is full blown pop music. Because uh, uh, a little bit further back, like where I'm going to go with my song, probably a little bit before the pop time, because I think this might be in, in the mid seventies. Okay, uh, song maybe late seventies, but definitely not early eighty. Earliest is going to be eighty. So the, this is by Robert Palmer. So you're talking late, like mid to late '70s, and then mid '80s. That's quite a span to have hits. Yeah. Usually, I feel like a lot of artists that are flashes in the pan. You know, they have this like they have like a two year window of where they have hits. But Robert Palmer, obviously, uh, to some degree, stood the test of time. Right. Uh, talking about that era of the '80s, I personally, I really like like new wave music. You know, like psychedelic furs. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like college type music, like REM. That's that's my kind of thing. But it's I. My taste in music spreads out wide, but from that time period, I really love new wave shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think this qualifies though as new wave. No, I don't think so either. Um, not at all. I'm trying. 
I'm trying to think. I got. We're doing a Tales from Retail. I got. Just got to find one in my brain. You're doing a what? Tales from Retail. Tales from Retail. Well, hit the music, man. Right here. Given because I'm working for a living. Tales from retail. That's right. Tales from retail. You know, your boy works in the retail world, That's and right. funny things always happen in retail. We are things um, that just make you go. Hmm. We're, we're we're social beings. Mm-hmm. We're pack animals, as mm-hmm. it were. So of course you're going to have interactions with other human beings, and if that your job where money and commerce is taking place, sometimes some weird shit happens. Jason, mm-hmm. let me tell you about a man named Roy. I'd love to hear it. Roy is in his at least early to mid eighties. Great. Um, Roy, I don't know if I don't don't think I've told the story about Roy yet. Roy, sometime in his past, has had a some kind of stroke. Okay, and it has taken his voice. Oh, really? He cannot speak. He can, but he cannot. That's rough. Talk. So does he move pretty well? Like he moves like a cane. He's got a cane. Okay. Always, always wears a ball cap. Some kind of old farmer ball cap. Uh, just you know the your typical 80, 80s where he's got a khakis and a shirt tucked in sure. and a members only jacket and uh, only uses a flip phone. Um, but when he comes in. He usually comes by himself, just usually one or two, three, four times a week, just, just because I think he's lonely. Is he getting dropped off? Is no, he, he drives bus? himself. Okay. He just got recently got himself a new new uh, Equinox. I can't imagine the scenario where you have to be in three, four times a week when you have a flip phone. How many problems could you have of a flip he phone? He has a lot. He has a lot. A lot. Um, <laughs> he comes in quite a bit. At one time, here a couple months ago, he come in and he, for some reason, talked himself into buying another phone and getting another <laughs> phone line. So he's but, got two phones? So he had two phones. I, he, I think he thought he was Kevin Gates. Well, hold on a second. I don't know. I, I need don't, two I, phones, one for the plug and one for the load. I, I don't know what um, what Kevin Gates is, but I can, he's only, a rapper. I can only imagine that Roy... Mm-hmm. is a drug dealer. He has to be. I think Roy so I think he he's had, an 80-year-old drug dealer. He had dealer. two phones. And he had him for a while. And then all of a sudden, the other day, he comes in and he writes on, he does write on, he's the worst speller. That's how he communicates. So as he writes down, he writes down stuff, what he wants to communicate. But it still doesn't come through clear because we don't know what he exactly is he talking about. So he says, I want to disconnect. I want to, I want to get rid of one of these phones. Was it ever clear? Why there was a second phone? Never line? figured out why. Can, can we guess and assume he wanted was- a new phone, but he didn't want. He had his old line so f- messed up, I guess, that we weren't able to get. What his, does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? His old I, line was I, so. I don't messed know what up. he did with his account. I, I, I'm assuming we could not get it to where we could just port his number over from his old phone into a new phone. So okay. he gets these two phones, and then finally. Epiphany comes to him two months later, and he says, I don't need these two phones. But I can't do anything with the old phone because the old phone's so old that it doesn't really work on the on our network anymore. All right. So his new phone, he comes in, and we disconnect. He says he doesn't want the new one that he just bought. That's what he communicates to us. So we shut it off. Then his 
niece calls him, can't get a hold of him because he she fuck he's disconnected the wrong number. So he come in again the second time that day. It's just the those people make the job frustrating. Yeah, yeah, and make the job why we're there. But it's crazy. Yeah, old I- Roy. This is a shout out to Roy and all his. We call them boomers. Sure, yeah. Boomer alert! As soon as we see him pull up, boomer alert! Because we know what it's about. They're not there to buy. They have some sort of problem. They have some kind of such a simple. Old Roy is ninety five percent user error brand of a dog food, I believe, as well. Yeah. Um. Here's my experience. It sounds very similar to experience I've had. Uh, so years ago, I had a uh, like a secondhand thrift store, mm-hmm. and there was a there, there was a couple of guys, and I'll just call them. Were they up to no good? They started hanging around in my thrift neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I'll call these guys what they are. They're just weirdos. They're mm-hmm. weird dudes. These guys were uh, probably f- late forties to early sixties. There's two, three of them. Two would come in together. One guy would come in by himself. One guy with a hat and a cane, mm-hmm. and. Um, and they would just come in a couple times a week, and sometimes they would just hang out and talk. Going to your store is probably one of the very few, if not the only, social experiences this old gentleman has. Mm-hmm. And it also sounds like uh, a stroke has ravaged him uh, mentally. And so like when he asks you to turn off a phone that he shouldn't, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's very confused, and he's old, and it's sad that no one's there to escort him or help him or or rein him. The guy probably should not be driving. He comes with his niece every once in a while. Yeah. But she can't understand him either. That's tough, man. That's tough business. Yeah, he and his car's new. He just got it. Yeah. So I went out there, like literally, when he got his phone, he's like, I want to be able to use, I don't know why, who's he talking to? Because nobody can understand him. But he wants it hooked up to in his car. So I hook one phone up for him, and then he comes back like two weeks later, and, he, and Jacob goes out and hooks up a phone for him. I was like, I just did it. He goes, yeah, he just got a new car. I'm like, Jesus. You would think that a guy who can't speak would rely a lot on um, having a smartphone so he could order th- things through apps and communicate you know, through emails and stuff where you can't do that on a flip phone. No. Very confusing. I, I, these, some of these people are just... Don't like I this lady came in, she has a flip phone that I had when I was in my early twenties. Right. And she still uses it. But it's it's yeah. obsolete. If anything ever goes wrong, I told her, uh, I said, if anything ever goes wrong, yeah. You're and you're done. That's it. You gotta have a new phone. <laughs> and she's like, Well, I guess I'll just wait for that day to come. I'm like, oh my god, you people. This is funny. My my dad has a flip phone. Still. You people. Yeah. My dad's uh sixty three years old. Mm-hmm. And he's got a flip phone, and but he has a laptop, and he really likes his laptop. He loves looking at cars, car parts. He orders car parts. He he has a, a beautiful old uh, Chevelle in his mm-hmm. garage, and he's he's restored it. And he loves being in his garage, and he loves using the computer to order parts or check things out. He goes to Craigslist, does all this stuff. Now, all I can think of is like, my God, you've assimilated to that. Think how great it would be to have that in your pants anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Get a smartphone, Dad. His his wife is a you know, five six years younger than him. Mm-hmm. She's got one. She loves it. I, just, I would wish my dad would get on board with that, too. I, I don't think it's too late. My grandmother is 84, 86, somewhere in there, and she's got a phone nicer than mine. She knows what's up. I think it just takes, you, you just have to be willing to go beyond your comfort zone and then to, to say, oh, this is new and nice, and this works well, and I can, I can learn this. I'm not too old to learn how to uh, use something that'll be beneficial to me. I don't know. That was... Uh... 
I'm taking what they're giving cause I'm working for a living. Those sales were really tough. Uh, do, you, do you like do you like that? Do you like that you're you're, you're getting these stories? Is it a pain in the ass when it's happening, or or do you like that you're generating these stories? I love I love the content because it yeah. it, it gives us something extra to talk about on the show. Sure, and it's just it's a daily thing, man. Yeah, it's just a daily thing. So do, I, do you I ever was, keep a buck slip in your back pocket, and this shit happens? You write it down? Like, no, oh, I just it's oh, all mental. I, I just mental. Okay, you know me. I'm not a note taker. Yeah, but after we're done with the song, I want to talk about a note taker. That I just heard on another show. I would love to hear about it. Last this last Monday, I heard a little show that you're on. Oh, I, I want to talk about what ha- the the events that happened. Please, I, I I'm not even sure honestly what you're talking about, but I, I can't, but, can't wait to hear about it. Do we have some information about yes, the song? Yes, gonna I'm going to do. Uh, Bad case of loving you or Doctor Doctor. We were talking before you st- we started the show. It's like I didn't realize that this was also a Robert Palmer song, and this is why you didn't realize because "Bad Case of Loving You," Doctor Doctor, is a nineteen what I what I say nineteen seventy eight. You said mid late seventies, mid late seventies, nineteen seventy eight song written it and originally recorded by Moon Martin, and sung a year later by Robert Palmer. Who's Moon Martin? I have no idea. <laughs> the song became one of Palmer Palmer's definitive hits. Sure, it is. Yeah. Um, let me see. Where's the background? Here we go. Um, Moon Martin originally recorded the song in '78. In Martin's record, record label, uh, Capitol Records, released the song in the United Kingdom and Spain as a standalone vinyl single, but inserted the song inserted the song into the United States release of Martin's album "Shots uh, from a Cold Nightmare." His original recording did not enter the music charts. Uh, a year later, the song appeared on Robert Palmer's 79 album, Secrets. Uh, in Palmer's home country, the United Kingdom, the song debuted and peaked at number 61 on the UK singles charts on July 1979. The version became more successful in other countries. Uh, in the United States, Palmer's version reached number 14. It's not bad. On the Billboard Hot 100 and number 10 on Cashbox Top 100. Uh, and number one on the Canadian RPM, RPM chart in 1979. The Palmer version was remixed with heavy, heavier guitars and drums for his Greatest Hits Collection Addictions, Volume 1. The song was nominated for Best Male Vocal Performance at the 22nd Annual Grammy Awards. In Netherlands, it reached number two on the Dutch Top 40 chart. And on night four, August 4th, 1979, five weeks, his debut. Jesus Christ, Scott. Uh, five weeks after its debut, uh, July 7th on the chart in New Zealand, it reached number 20 in the top 40 singles chart on the week of seven, the week seven of October 1979, five weeks after it debuted at number 43 on the chart. Thanks, Moon Martin. So that's thanks, Moon Martin, Moon Martin for uh, giving Robert Palmero and that's, uh, something else in his repertoire. That'd be weird to have a hit in uh, Europe, wouldn't it? Because... When you're in Europe, there's like a million different languages in this continent that's the size of the United States, essentially, right? Right. But then everyone's speaking all these different languages because... Oh, my God. did not want that to happen. Can you think of a song that you really like that's in a different language? No. I can't either. Macarena. (laughs) I know that... Yeah, well, that was one big hit. Or the, uh, what, Gangnam style? A lot of that's in whatever his godforsaken language is. Um, I like open... Oh, Jesus. I like open Gangnam style. Sure. But we, we don't. I, it's just it's funny that like if there's a hit in Europe, 
that there's like it's, it's probably like sung. Yeah, am I? Am I? Do I get the voice? And yours is not even on. It's just funny. It's picking up through mine. Yeah. It's just funny to have a, a like a hit in Europe, and it's like it's sung in one language, but it's a hit with all these different countries. You can't understand what the fuck is being said. And we're so kind of like isolated here in the United States that like we don't get a lot of that. No, no, we don't. I don't know. I'm gonna step up to the mic and give it all I got. Please do. Whoops. Whoa! Summer nights felt like a net. I've got to find my baby yet. I need you. Soothe my head Turn my blue Heart to red Doctor, doctor Give me the news I got a bad case of loving news Gonna through my ears I got a bad case of loving dudes Did you say loving dudes? Yes Alright, okay Don't make a pretty heart Buddy from the start You think I'm cute A little bit shy Mama, I ain't that kind of guy Doctor, doctor Giving the news I got a bad case of loving you No pills gonna kill my ear I got a bad case of loving nudes Did you say loving nudes? Yeah. Oh, that's good too Woo! I know you like it You like it on top Tell me mama Are you gonna stop? Social Woo! Head me down A 21 to zero. Smile of Judas on your lip Shake my fist Knock on wood I've got it bad And I've got it good Doctor, doctor, give me the news I got a bad case of loving dudes no thrill's gonna kill my ear. I got a bad case of love and new dudes. Woo! Ow! Songwriters John Moon Martin. At the bottom, there's a little. Uh, I'm looking at the lyrics. I was kind of following along with you. And at the bottom, I see a little like clip of the music video. Uh huh. And I'll be goddamned if there aren't the same looking girls like you'd mentioned. I I don't have uh, a memory of this video. I don't either. But but they're like the same looking. Simply girls. irresistible. I know the girls. Look at that right there. That's bad case. Of, that's it too. I think so. 
Cause in, you sure uh, that ends simply irresistible? Um, that can't be bad. Case. That's his bad case of loving you. It's no official shit. Video. So Robert Palmer had a thing for like coked out thin, uh, like Super white models. white ladies with uh, bright red He's lipstick, like, dark hair pulled back in tight dresses, black or white, uh-huh. in mini skirts, and they, in this case they have long black gloves. Yeah. He says supermodel work. Look at that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, yeah. Some, those are some babes. Good on you, Robert Palmer. So as I alluded to before we got to, uh, done that, before I started that song, your mother was on a recent episode okay, yeah. of Couch Pilots. She was. Um, I love my mommy. Do we need to go to the next door neighbor and hurt him? Well, I was dancing around... Um, because it sounds Homicide. like he's a real piece of work. Yeah. His name's Scott. He's probably around my age, isn't he? Uh, he's got a few years on you. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Biker? Uh, I don't know if he is a biker. He drives a semi. And oh. so, sometimes his semi will be parked in his uh, driveway. Uh-huh. And then, uh, but he will have bikers over. Uh-huh. He, like on the, like, like I, on the show a few weeks ago, um, yeah, like literally at two o'clock in the morning. Like sometimes I'll be up, I don't know, like twelve or midnight on the weekends, or, or midnight or one, I should say. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll, I'll hear the music. I'm like, man, fuck this guy, and I'll and I will. I'll call the police and say, hey, we got a noise complaint. Mm-hmm. Cops will come over and take care of it. But this time I had fallen asleep and I had woken up. I was woken up by the music at two a.m. Rap music. The guy's he's just he's just a white trash piece of shit. Who if someone did any of this shit to him. He would explode in redneck ignorant Your, rage. The very fact, right, that he fucking destroyed your your parents, your mom and stepdad's fucking motorhome. Yeah, is a criminal act in itself. He's he's a piece of shit. That's I mean, it, it begins and ends there. He, he he is a piece of shit, and he does what pieces of shit do, and that's wow. be loud, be obnoxious. Um, you know, he had a bunch of garbage in, in his yard for a long time. He just he has sh- shitty, trashy people over. He, he's just he's just a human. He, he, he gives like is he a this, big guy? Is he bigger than me? Uh, he's, he's taller than you. He's taller, but, but he's a he's uh he's not a huge fucking fat guy, but he's a pretty big fat guy. So he's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. Probably take probably take a tree stump to take him down once he's all co- coked up. His uh, I mean, if he was he's a, he, he can be a thin piece of shit bad guy. He just so happens to be a big fat fat guy. Yeah, it's um, and and then your poor stepdad, who's very non-confrontational sounding. But he's not like he's not like a, a coward or a wimp. He right. just he just doesn't. I think he, I think he's he's like a guy who went to Vietnam but didn't go to. He didn't. He wasn't in Vietnam. I'll be very right, clear right, about right, that. Right. But he just he's he's seen too much and he doesn't care. Right. No, here he's okay. just he's completely keeled. Here's the thing. Yeah. What if your mother and your father were still married and he still lived in that house? All right, my dad's a different breed. My my dad's a real son of a bitch, and I love my dad. We get along real well. Uh-huh. Uh, but he he would not have it. It wouldn't it wouldn't be going. My down. my dad would would be a real bastard to him, and that's why I keep saying to my mom, I was like, you got to lay the hammer down on this guy. Every time you don't, every time there's, uh, I, I know you're taking action with the insurance company to get what's uh, corrected with the damage on your property. That's you absolutely should do that. But you got to be more aggressive with this guy because he's just going to keep rolling over you and doing. And, and the the guy Scott, the, the the neighbor, doesn't think twice about this shit. He doesn't. He doesn't. He goes to bed. He doesn't think about this. He just goes about his life living as a piece of garbage. And he doesn't. He has no kind of self awareness of what he does to other people or how it affects people. So and I said to my mom, "You have to bring the hammer down on this guy, or else he's going to keep acting this way because you're you're allowing it." 
Mm-hmm. You, you are making it okay. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my neighbor who is like 80 years old. And I said to him, I said, Dale, I said, you got to stop partying until 2 a.m. And he laughed at me. He's like, we got a white trash neighbor. We got a piece of garbage. So, so it's my understanding that everyone hates him. Even the drug users next door to me, uh-huh. even, even they hate him. They got in a fight. Oh, no so, shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, like so, there was physical. Like so, there was a physical alter. I don't know if it's actual came to blows, but it was like you know, like it's so sad. I feel like I live in a garbage neighborhood now. I, I grew up not doing that, but like the older people die and, yes. and, and, and younger people come in, yep. they're like, "Oh, we're we're human trash." Just so you know, and we're gonna be popping pills, and there'll be a strong like you can cut it with a butter knife waft of weed coming out of our house at all times, and there are kids coming in and out of the house, and across the street there you got a sixteen wheeler who uh, opens up his his uh, his garage slash bar to unveil his uh, Pac Man game with bikers and booze until three in the morning. Like this is unfortunately the neighborhood I live in now, and I, I, yep. it sucks because I grew up in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that way. It was it old, wasn't. old people, and it was people north of what like north of sixty and seventy for years, and those people they die off. Unfortunately. They come and go. That's they right. come and go. That, well, so that's that's my that's my load to bear. I feel sorry for your mother. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm right there too. I live across the I know, street. I know. But she, but she definitely has. She's, she's received the brunt of it. Right. So that sucks bad. I, shitty neighbors suck. You're right. Luckily, mine aren't that shitty. I got. Well, well I have some stories about rude neighbors. Do you, do you have any. I mean, this is the place that you live now, you've been for a while, but mm-hmm. that's not the only place have you lived. Um, have you had shitty neighbors? Um, yeah. I. Uh, I got almost into a physical altercation with my next door neighbor. In the first house that me and my wife bought. Was that um, also in the Pekin area? Yes. Okay. Um, we had two dogs. And if they weren't in the front yard, they were in the backyard. So, like, we'd let them out front, and they'd run around for just a little bit. They were never outside dogs. Right now, you have a dog named Oreo. It's uh, um, like a, it could fit inside of a teacup. Yes. Was that, the, was that the same size dogs you had no, before? No, no, no. We had large dogs okay. before. So we had a 100-pound shepherd mix and about a 45, 50-pound wow. shepherd mix. Wow, yeah, those are big dogs. And uh, they would run around in the front yard, and and they would bark at cars. The only cars they would bark are were familiar cars. So like cars that they would see come down the road every day, they would bark at them. Yeah. Well, the neighbor decided one day to call the city on me and I had a notice on my door and I was like, you motherfucker. So I go over there and I fucking bang on this fucking well, what's, what's door. the notice say something about dogs being fucking too loud and blah, 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 Is blah, that blah. like at times of night that I, like- I think it was in the, it was like morning time, dude. It's like we let them out before we go to work. It was never during the day. They weren't out there barking all day. They weren't barking all night. They were barking for a few minutes in the morning when they were outside going to the bathroom. Yeah. And these fucking assholes next door, these two fucking nerds, they were fucking the nerdiest people in the goddamn world. I mean, they were perfect for each other because nobody else is fucking them but the two that are together. You know what I'm saying? Those kind of couples. They found each other. Exactly. And uh, they, uh, I rap on the door. I fucking make my knuckles bleed. I'm fucking knocking on the door so hard. I come out and I fucking said, what is your fucking problem? I said, these fucking dogs. I mean, I was just cussing him up one out. And finally his wife's like, call the police. Call the police. I'm like, oh, call them. I'm like, okay, it's fine. I'm over. I'm done. I'm pissed. I'm, I'll leave. You don't have to call the fucking cops. 
But yeah, shit like that, dude. I'll well, get well, fucking pissed. They, they were just mad the dogs were barking. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. You know, and then the neighbors I have now on the right of me, um, I've probably told the story before, but they fucking, their fucking whore, whore nieces decided they wanted to, were over there one day because my neighbors used to watch my kid after school. And uh, they had the, they had, every once in a while their nieces would come over and they were playing fucking salon or beauty salon or some bullshit that boys shouldn't be playing with girls anyways, right? Well, they fucking, um, they were asking where to put the lo- put lotion on or something. And, you know, my kid meant nothing by it, knew nothing by it. Y- your kid was over there with Yeah, he was over there. And okay. He said something about rubbing it. Didn't even say ball, anything like that. He just kind of motioned down here by his legs or something. And so, y- your child now is like 13. 13. And so at the time he was what, eight? Oh, probably eight. Yeah, okay. And they blew it just fucking way out of fuck. I get from home from school and they're fucking we. They had fucking isolated my kid away from the other kids and fucking... Uh, he can't be around our nieces anymore. And I'm like, I said, what the? And I literally, I said, I'm sorry. I don't fucking raise my kid the way you do. I said, I was pissed. I walked out. I walked back and I fucking lit into these two fucking people. I said, I said, what the fuck are you trying to hide your fucking kid? Because these are the kind of people that think hiding their kids away is the, is the way to keep them from being fucking bad children. I said, "What the fuck are you hiding your kids from?" I said, "It's gonna come. It's gonna come back to you and bite you in your ass. That's what's gonna happen. Because when your yeah. fucking kid gets in high school and figures out that life isn't the way that you showed him, yeah. he's gonna lose his fucking mind, and you're gonna have a problem on your fucking hand." I uh, I don't hide nothing from my son. Yeah. And guess what? I ain't got to worry about this shit when the time comes. Because guess what? He already knows what's it about. And if he wants to go around it, he's gonna do it anyways. But now he knows. Yeah. There's no secrets. Here, here's here's the thing. I I'm not uh, I'm not the, I'm not a very good guy. I have uh, I, I think I'm a pretty good dad. Mm-hmm. I, I really do think I'm a pretty good dad. My, my I have a, a very good child. She's awesome. Um, and uh, this is what I'll say. I, I I'm not gonna sit here and tell you exactly like I know for this is how you should be a parent. But um, you should not stigmatize. That that's that's almost become my mantra as of late. You can't stigmatize anything with kids because you 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 will give them they're they're young they're very impressionable and if you start saying don't, oh, oh uh, drugs i don't want you to know anything about drugs don't do drugs don't you ever touch drugs don't you ever get and this is why i said to my daughter i was like you know weed's not gonna kill you it's like and i said to my daughter you know why people do drugs and she's like because oh, they're dumb it's like no it's because drugs make you feel awesome they'll make you feel so awesome that they can ruin your life um, I try to have an open dialogue about drugs and about mm-hmm. sex and alcohol with my daughter because I don't want her to think that she can't talk to me. I don't know what I don't want her to think that she, I don't know about these things, and I don't want her to get to a point where it, it's so taboo or forbidden that it drives her to it. And that's what you do with kids. I don't ever want you to see that boy again. I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak out of the house. I'm gonna see that boy every. Or night. I'm purposely not gonna let you see these things on TV because I think they're. Right, they're, they're too much. There are obviously age restrictions on things, and you can ease people in. And as kids get older, they could be exposed to more. But but sheltering kids and stigmatizing things—you are literally pushing them to the mm-hmm. thing you don't want them to do. So um, they may have, you know, like lightly traumatized your child with that situation, mm-hmm. where they could have handled it a lot better. Uh-huh. It sounds like. Um, by the way, the LGBTQT pamphlets that you put around your house. Yeah, trying to make my daughter a gay. I think they're working. 
Oh, oh, you do for my daughter? Yeah, because we were talking the other night. Oh, that's and we oh brought, my god. Okay, we brought please. something up. Yeah, and she said boys are gross. Okay, so we were at Matt's a couple weeks ago uh-huh. having dinner, uh-huh. and there was a while where I was in another room, and my daughter was in the room with a bunch of adults, and she was like having a conversation. And that la- seriously, later that night, I was like, I just want to tell you how proud I am of you. Like, like you are totally mature enough to be able to you know hang around these adults and have a conversation. Like you didn't hide off in the corner and, and play with your phone or get weird and quiet. Like I'm really proud of how socially you're able to interact with people. And I don't know if she how she took that, but. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely trying to make her a gay lady. Cause you know what I found out is two ladies cannot a baby make. Uh-huh. So that's why I was like, I think it's working. Yeah, good, good. Cause she says boys are gross. Um, so you got that going for you. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, but Hey, we're in an hour. We got another one of these to do. Yeah, we got another show. We're going to record it right now, but it's going to come out next week. Next week. That's how we do it. Um, thank you for coming. Oh, thank you so much. Because it's just, this, this was just one of them me and you's. We're going to have another yeah. one unless Blake stumbles down here. And you know what? He um, needs to stumble down here. When this releases, yesterday was Blake's birthday, uh-huh. and, I, and we wanted to sing happy birthday to him this week, but he's upstairs eating a goddamn bowl of spaghetti or something. Yeah, so... I would be, I'm going to go up there and rattle his cage and get him down here. We're going to get him down here for this show, the next show, hopefully, so we can find out how his birthday went. Huh? Oh, we, I, ha- I have a lot of stories about All that, right. yeah. So, uh, until next time... Uh, check out uh, Couch Pilots. Uh, the aforementioned Blake and I do that. Yes. We've, it's almost almost three hundred episodes at this point. It's about television pilots, uh, television shows that are only one episode, and I do a show called uh, the Ernest P. World Preservation yeah. Society. Check that out, uh, Kevin. Fun stuff. Kevin has had a couple of the Sixers come out, so he's stayed a little bit more consistent with that. Check out the Sixers; it's a Take great show. It's a Kevin great does. show. Uh, Dustin was on last week. The week before that was another one of his buddies was in in a band. That still is a musician, so that was kind of cool to have somebody on a show. That uh, matter of fact, like, yeah. out of that out of that show, I went and uh, now added a couple albums to my uh, to my uh, library on Apple Apple That's Music. Awesome, yeah. I put Siamese Dream on there and oh, uh, Songs yeah. for the Deaf. Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, check us out everywhere: Twitter, Spotify. You know where we are. And remember, you can't be a star if you don't shine. Peace. <laughs>